be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. All right, welcome back, everybody, to No Way Up Podcast. We have our first returning guest. He's also our first ever guest on the No Way Up Podcast. He's the editor of Yahoo's Devil Ball Golf Blog, Shane Bacon. Uh, Shane, I hope you're ready to just discuss Tiger for the next hour or so. I got, I, there's nothing else going on in the golf world. I, I hope you got an hour hours worth of takes for that. Yeah, he's done, apparently, is what I'm hearing. He, he, he should quit and hang him up, never play again. He's done. That's right, right? He's done. He, he sucks. He's terrible. He's, he can't win anything ever again. He didn't, he didn't also win five times last year. That That has to be my favorite thing. Is it like we literally live in a world where – the moment something happens, you forget everything that ever happened. Could you imagine if that was, like, what we put to our real life? Like, if somebody at your work didn't turn something in on time and you were, like, even though he was, like, the most punctual person ever and you, you know, lost your mind on him and said, you know, you're fired, you, you can't do anything on time ever again. I feel like we're just – we always do it with Tiger. The game, yeah, the game's passed him by. He's all he needs to retire. Um I, I, I don't know, but I, I, you've probably gotten worn out with all the radio guys talking about Tiger. I don't really have much more to say other than he's not. I, I, I mean, I think there was a, a, I hate to even say it, but a little bit of dramatics with the back injury, especially considering that he hasn't withdrawn yet to the PGA. We're recording this on Monday night. He's not withdrawn yet. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he played this week. Do you think he's going to suit up? I mean, it's, it's insane that we both are saying this. I think he's going to play too. And I mean, I don't understand how, like you said, okay, I am always a tight apologist. I always have been. Well, I, I really started once stuff happened to him, just because I, I really did think he'd come back and win tournaments and become kind of what he used to be. I mean, you know, he's he's never come back and been exactly what he used to be, but, I mean, you know, he's won eight times in the last couple of years and was player of the year. I mean, you know, he's, he's close, right? But, yeah, like, you know, I always say this when I watch NBA, and I watch NBA all the time. I'm, like, obsessed. And I, I mean, I get the, get the league pass, and, I, you know, I have a different game on every night. And uh, and I always laugh because I play a lot of pickup basketball, and I always laugh, like, when LeBron or, you know, anybody, Derek Rose, any of these guys, you know, they get fouled and they fall on the ground. They take, like, a full minute to get up, you know, every single time. And I'm always like, you know, I've never seen one person in pickup do that ever in my life. Like, everybody just gets up when they get knocked down. I mean, you know, it's almost like a sense of, you know, don't rub it if you get hit by a pitcher. And, you know, I just feel like once you get to some level and, and you're Tiger and, and, and you're almost, you know, you're, you're as much of a of an actor kind of, you know, in, in a way as you are, you know, a real person at this point. I mean, you know, I mean, this guy's gone through so much and he's been so famous for so long. Who Who is really Tiger Woods, right? But, yeah, I, I always think it's strange when he – you know, winces so much at stuff. And then the next, you know, literally when he walked that golf cart, it looked like he'd never play golf again. And uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if he tees it up. You know, that's what's so crazy is, I mean, if I was, if I ever acted that injured about something, I well, there was no way I would do something over the next week physically, you know? Right. I think, I mean, if you look at it, what, what is he really hurting if he does give it a, give it a try this week? You know, after this week, he's probably done. Even if, with a good finish in the PGA, with this health in question, I can't see how he'd be picked on the Ryder Cup team. He's basically off for eight months if he wants. He doesn't need to come back until the Masters. I mean, 
he'll, he'll want to play. The well, yeah. He'll want, to play, he'll want to play his event in December, but he's not going to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs and not going to be on the Ryder right. Cup yeah. team. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it, you're right. I, I, I would say, you know, my thing is he shouldn't play this week and he shouldn't play the rest of the year, and he should literally come back next year like this, like it's a whole new, you know, season, career, all that stuff. Because like you said, um, you know, while a lot of people only measure Tiger's accolades at this point on major wins, um, you know, winning the PGA Tour events is incredible. I mean, that's what's so funny is people are sitting here going, Tiger's done, Tiger's, you know, he's he's history, he, he sucks, and he won five times last year, and at the same time we're saying, Rory is it. He's the next big thing. And he's won two PGA, you know, he's won two two tournament two PGA Tour tournaments this year. So it's like, you know, we, we get lost in this, uh, you know, this crazy viewing of Tiger Woods for some reason. Uh, but I, I agree. I think it'd be really smart of him not tee it up the rest of the year. Come back, you know, play play Dubai, play Torrey Pines, play Pebble if he wants to add it. Play, you know, play the stuff he plays to get prepared and ready. Because I mean, you know, it's this season is a lost season, right? I mean, it, it, there's there's nothing he could do except win this week, which he's not going to do. I mean, let's be serious. No. He's not winning the PGA Championship. I mean, if, if you think he's winning the PGA Championship with what we've seen the last ten rounds he's played, it's just it's it's not it's not a possibility. I mean, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. So, come back in fifteen, you know, rejuvenated, excited. Hey, you're, you've been away from competitive golf for five months. You know, it might be a jump start for him. I mean, I just don't understand why. I don't get the, the positives that would happen from him playing this week because, again, he's not going to win. So what's the – like, for you, what's something positive he could take from this? Um, well, I, here's the way I see it. If you could go try to play, and if he plays somewhat decent, he could – you know, he, he may try to finish the tournament. If he doesn't play decent, he withdraws, basically. Just kind of give it one more effort. Uh, I, I, it, part of me thinks – do you think he kind of enjoys the attention a little bit as far as maybe, like, maybe, yeah. I, I hate to say yeah, but yeah. Like he I mean, likes the fact that he's still. I mean, you know, he's probably sitting there going, "At least I'll steal a headline away from Sergio." You know, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, there's probably something there. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think these people do this more than we give them credit for. I, I've always said that I think like sixty percent of athlete beef is just these guys texting each other and being like. Hey, let's screw with some people right now. You know, <laughs> like I would do. I would do it if I was them. Like I would, if me and you were professional baseball players, I would screw with you just to get a get people riled up sometimes just for fun. Um, Drive yeah, up that I mean, Q guess, rating. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe if he plays this week, he understands that the story's about him. And you know, if your ego is so high, that's that's a part of it. I just playing bad golf can't be good for Tiger, you know, in any aspect, I don't think. I just don't think playing bad golf and being hurt on the golf course is, is helping your image, your name, anything. No. I mean, he doesn't need, you know, he, it's just. It's not fun for anyone. Like, it's not fun for anybody. Not fun for me. It's not fun for Especially, you. Especially, yeah, uh, It's not exactly. fun for fans. It's, I, I just hope that's the problem. There, there, this is what I've always said with, with anybody this famous is you have to have somebody that will say, no, that's a bad idea. And a lot of you know, that, and, and so, you know, you hope that there's somebody within Tiger's camp that says, you know, man, you know, you're not going to win this week. Like, you're not. You're just not, you're not there. I mean, you're not, you, you haven't played enough competitive golf. You haven't practiced the way you normally practice. You know, it's just, it's not there. And, and you know, maybe his ego is, is where he actually does believe he can win, but I just don't see how there's any way, 
anybody that pays attention to this sport could think he, he's even going to be competitive, you know? No. And in reading Hank Haney's book, I don't think he has anyone in his camp that can, can say right. that to him and get exactly. through to him. I mean, it doesn't it, – it, uh, it's not worth it right now. I, I hope he doesn't play this week because I'd rather just the focus be on the PGA Championship. It's going to be a great tournament. And we don't need that distraction. I thought he took away from Bridgestone uh, – and um, well, he and DJ took away from Bridgestone, and it was uh, it was a, a great tournament. We had two of the top five players in the world going head to head. I thought Sunday was kind of it was a little dull for as close as it was. It kind of it felt to me like a foregone conclusion that Rory is going to win. But once after four holes, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I think, and I wrote this about Sergio. I think um, I think Sergio is one of those guys that. You know, this time, this day and age, it, it, he's he's a lot more confident in himself, and he believes in himself. And I don't see him letting that loss get to him. But I also think he's one of those guys that's still on the golf course can doubt himself. And I thought when Rory made those early birdies and Sergio couldn't get putts to fall, um, you know, even the putts Sergio made, I mean, they were like wishing in the hole. I mean, you know, yeah. a couple of those ones they showed for behind the hole. I mean, it was breaking one way and then started kind of coming back. It, it, I, I think Sergio's going to have another good week. But, yeah, I, I'm just – just is such a bummer. I mean, we haven't had – we need something good to happen in the sense of a great finish, you know, like something where the putt on 18 matters. And we just haven't had a putt on 18 that's mattered in one of these big tournaments lately, you know? No. Uh, what's amazing to me, Sergio's finished second in his last three starts. So it's hard It's hard to be critical, especially with what we talked about last time on the podcast. It's hard to be critical of someone with three straight runner-up finishes, but – I felt like on the back nine of the open and pretty much all 18 yesterday, he just didn't have that same conviction that he normally swings with, that same confidence and commitment to his iron shot. And it, 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 after those three, four holes, I just was not confident that he was going to win. I, I was con- contemplating betting him. He was minus 180 going into Sunday. And I was like, I, I, I don't trust him. I couldn't trust him in it. But, I mean, I, I don't – I personally don't see – could be famous last words here, and I think we're probably going to end up picking him in our column, but I don't see his fit for Valhalla being very strong. Do you? Well, you know, anybody like, you know, Sergio's, in my opinion, like, there's about six names that I put in this, like, they hit the ball way better than everybody else. You know, Sergio, mm-hmm. Adam Scott, Rory, uh, you know, you probably throw Rose in there. Um, and, and I think Sergio's one of those guys when it's quick and it doesn't really matter what course he plays. Um, yeah. But, uh, I think he'll be a factor. I, I don't think he's going to win. I mean, I just – I mean, I, I don't know if I think Sergio is ever going to win a major at this point. I, I definitely would love to see it. You know, it's just uh, – you know, I just – there's so many – when there's so many close calls and it never turns out the way you want it, you know, you you, you just start to think, you know, maybe this will never happen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I really think Rory's going to win. I mean, I hate to be chalk and lame and all that stuff, but, like, I really think Rory's, like, on this mission to win all these tournaments right now, and he realizes – when, I mean, when you're hitting, I, I was going to do a post today and ended up not doing it. Like, I was going to write, I was going to take the math on if you hit a 330-yard drive, what yardage he's going to be left with at Valhalla. And I wrote some numbers down. I mean, he's going to be hitting wedges at like 80% of these holes. It's, it's incredible how, how good he's driving the golf ball right now. And, you know, when you're that confident, when he's pulling driver on 17 at, at Firestone, you know, nobody hits driver there. I mean, it's, no. and he's just pounding it in the middle again. It, I just think his confidence is so high right now with, with with his game that you know even a bad round for him is going to be you know sixty eight sixty nine. Right, it's it is a great fit for him, and I and just in the the crunching I've done, 
And, you know, I spoke to Dylan Mays, who's a guy that, that contributes on our site, and he, he's a Valhalla expert, I guess you could say. He's played a, bu- a bunch there. And he's basically, he, I'm working only off his knowledge. I mean, he's saying that, you know, it's long, and it favors the right-to-left ball flight off the feet especially. So that right yeah, there well, is screams right, Bubba right. and Rory showdown, does it not? A- absolutely. So this is funny. Funny you say that. And I saw, I saw that piece you, you were talking about today. Um so I was looking at Ball Hall the last couple of days. Number one, the description on the PGA Championship website. Number one, this slight dog leg left. Number two, this slight <laughs> dog leg left. Yeah, Number three, I saw that. It, it's 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 in, it's like the first like four or five holes. Every hole is a slight dog leg left. You're like, so Rory could just hit driver down the right side and turn it over, and he's going to be. Per- I mean, it's you're right. I, it, it's so funny. It, I just I feel like this is setting up for for him to you know do something. That, that we really don't see. I mean, you know, winning three tournaments in a row, including the WGC event and, and two majors, uh, and, and, you know, and not kind of into the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, if he does win this week, which, you know, is insane, obviously. If Rory wins this week, the, the biggest knock on him always has been Rory's been a letdown guy. You know, he, he wins a major, then he, then he doesn't really show up for eight months. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's, he's kind of gotten past that to a point now. My question is, if he wins this week, which obviously is, you know, the, the, the only thing on his agenda right now, do you think the letdown would happen again, you know, con- considering that the FedEx Cup playoffs and stuff like that aren't as big a deal as, as a major? Or do you actually see him going, I'm going to win everything. I'm going to win all these tournaments on the way out and go on a run like Tiger did when he won six or seven in a row? I feel like – I'm not sure this is, like, a really bad sports cliche, but I don't feel like he has that, like, killer mentality. I think he has – the utmost confidence in his game right now, and he's just going to go out and ball out as best as he can, going for until he stops, until that confidence goes away. I don't think he necessarily suits up thinking I'm just going to smash all these other guys. I think he has complete confidence in what he's doing, and he knows he can bomb it out there, wedge on the greens, and he's going to be in contention. But I don't, I don't see him with that. Like you know, I I don't think he's going to care that much about the FedEx Cup, basically. Right. He's got more yeah, money than no. he can count, but he wants the majors. Everyone wants the majors. I mean, I feel like right that that would be that would be like the the epilogue to this the story of this season, basically. But I feel like it's it's set up too well for him to win. Like it, everyone's going to be expecting him to win, and rarely even even the Tiger era when he was really expected to win, I felt like those are the times that he didn't win. You know, it sounds ridiculous to say yeah. looking back at it, but you know, we when uh, like. Even like 2010 at Pebble, we were like, all right, this is where he comes back. Pebble Beach is his course. No. Well, he's won the last two at St. Andrews. No. Um, 09, coming off a knee injury, did we think he was going to win the PGA? I mean, he didn't, but that was like his most recent good shot at a major title. Um, right. It, 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 just, it seems to me that when you, a player's really expected to win a major, it doesn't usually happen. I mean, that's just beyond yeah. tell you that. that so. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I mean, I, th- I think it's a valid point, and, and – you know, I think that's the, the the knock on Rory not having that kind of killer killer instinct is true. I mean, he did have lunch with Sergio before the final round. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I don't think Tiger was having lunch with Phil or or Bob May or somebody like that before the final round. But you know, I mean, I think that's just honestly. It, I mean, I'm sure old sports writers are going to go you know go up in arms about that. I even heard Nick Faldo say something on the telecast about it. But um, I, I think this is a good example of why the European Ryder Cup team is so good. Is yeah. I think these guys actually really like each other. You know, I think they genuinely all kind of appreciate each other. They get along. You know, I mean, obviously, Serge and Rory are friends. I mean, I think we've seen that already. And 
And, you know, like, while I think you could hate it from a he shouldn't do that, he should want to kill the other guy's perspective, I feel like this is, you know, these guys share private jets and they're millionaires yeah. on millionaires. You know, their lives are so good. It's like, I don't, I don't need to go out here and go, I'm going to kill this guy. I hate this guy. I think they just kind of go out and play golf and realize our lives are better than everybody else's. So, like, why not just kind of enjoy it? Right. I mean, well, here's the di- Like, you said, you know, would Tiger be even less with Bob Met? Here's the difference. Tiger's a dick. Like, Rory's like yeah, a genuinely yeah. good guy. No one's trying to be like Tiger off the course. And there's no there's right. correlation to if, there, if Rory eats lunch with Sergio, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a killer mentality. That's mean he's not a dick. Like, Tiger doesn't have real friends on tour. Like, he really doesn't. Like, no one's, like, really that friendly with Tiger. Like, Rory is just like a, uh, seems like, as far as I know, I'm not on tour, but seems like a genuinely just good guy. He gets along with pretty much anyone but Graham McDowell. And uh, it, to me, that's not a story. Like I Faldo ripping on that. I was just like, like who? Ca- I don't care if they're friends. If the friends are friends, they they can clearly it's not affecting their performance. They finished one two in a WGC event, you know? Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I trust me. I, I'm with you on that. I think that a lot of that stuff gets overblown. Uh, you know, if you if you hate on some guy for, you know, you know, like you said, hate on a guy for for doing something before they even get between the lines. I mean, whatever, right? I mean. You know, I mean, there's been stories of, of basketball players staying at other guys' basketball, you know, houses when they're on the road. I mean, it, it, they're still humans. You know, you can still be buddies with somebody. But you're right. I mean, the Tiger thing probably boils down to not a lot of guys are asking him to go to lunch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one's approaching no, Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nobody. Nobody wants Tiger there to do doing lunch stuff. Yeah, Tiger. Can I, can I get you anything from the buffet? <laughs> you need anything? <laughs> Well, well, all right, who else do you like? I've seen some chatter. I don't remember if it was you or Kyle Porter that had it first. Either you like Thomas Bjorn. I saw he's one six times to one. What's the reasoning here? You have to explain this one. Yeah, Bjorn, Bjorn played well this week at Bridgestone. I think he finished tied for 15th. He played well in 2000 here again. And, you know, Thomas Bjorn's one of those guys. I just always feel like, you know, once every four or five years, I already he agree. just plays really, really well in some major in – you know what? He doesn't win them, but yeah. I mean, if, if I was betting, if I'm a sports better, right? Um, you, 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 your focus is getting a good value. And for me, you know, if you get a guy who has had 54 hole leads in majors before, um, you know, and, and has finished second and third, and, and I think he's finished second in two or three majors and third a couple times. You know, this is a guy that uh, you know seems to play well at these courses he goes back to, and I and I. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a long shot. Obviously, you know who else I think is kind of a good value bet is Kenny Perry. I mean, Kenny Perry loves Valhalla. He comes off the Champions Tour win. He may have to make a putt on the last hole. I mean, you know, it's a long shot, and he's old and all that stuff. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it, weird, things happen, weird things happen when you, you know, you return to places you like. And, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's why Couples is always, you know, somewhere in the top 10 or 12 or 15 at Augusta every year. And I think, you know, Kenny Perry could play this golf course, you know, relatively well and have a chance. He's two hundred and fifteen to one. Like that, I, that's he's he's still long. He's long enough for this golf course. I mean, that, I, right? I think fun so. to make it two sixty five, two fifteen to one. But all right, here's a question: <laughs> What do you? How much do you put weight? All right, so we're looking at the twenty fourteen PGA. The last time this course was held, the PGA was held here, it was two thousand. Do you even look at those standings from fourteen years ago? Can that really factor in? In any I mean, I, I look at them. I definitely will look at them. Um, but, I mean, I think probably, you know, less likely to be a factor is that long ago. I, I think, you know, I think St. Andrews every five years, you know, has a chance to be a factor how people have played there in the past because 
you know, five years is basically like an Olympic, you know. I mean, it's like like saying that, you know, Michael Phelps is going to do well in this event because he did well in it last time. But uh, 14 years is well, – you're right. I mean, 14 years is a long, long time. And then when you're looking at Kenny Perry and you think 96, I mean, you know, I, mean I was in sixth grade. You know, it's like that was a long time ago. So, um I don't know. I mean, like, if you if you're looking at numbers and you're looking at people to pick, do you, do you care at all? If, if the last time the major was held, I mean, do you look at that stuff, or is it not something you care about? It depends. I think. I mean, something like Tiger winning two times at St Andrews in a five year period, and they they go back there every five years. It seems that kind of something like that weighs on my mind. But it's like when people were bringing up the '99 U.S. Open at Pinehurst and how Mickelson was the runner up there. I'm just like, you can't tell. That was like. You know how many thousands of days ago that was? Like, it does, you can't tell me that actually correlates like to what's going to happen in the current year. But it's all and, 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 and they change and they change the whole course. You know, and exactly. like, they get all these renovations and stuff. No, I I, I I get that point for sure. And and I think it's I think it's valid. I I like to look at that stuff because I think as golfers, and I mean, you do this, I do this. Um, you know, if I'm going to travel to Colorado and I get to go play Bear Dance, I mean. Bear Dance is a golf course I really like to play, and I get excited to go play it. Granted, I haven't played it in five or six years, but, uh, you know, if I get a chance to play it, I'm, I'm going to be excited and confident, and, and, you know, that actually makes you a lot of the time play better. I mean, I get the same way when I play the old course, and, you know, if you go five, six, seven years, and there's not, like you said, not a complete renovation like Pinehurst, I mean, it's still a similar golf course, and you still can have those positive memories. I mean, it's the reason why a lot of weekend hackers struggle on the golf course. They play a lot because – they don't see the good stuff, they see the bad stuff. And I think a lot yeah. of these tour guys will think of the good stuff that happened at, you know, Valhalla or, you know, Oakmont or Marion or whatever. Yeah. Actually, no no good things ever happened at Oakmont, so that's... <laughs> well, I, no, I agree. It's, it, there's definitely a, you know, there's certain golf courses, even at the level you and I play at. I mean, you play at a better level than I do, but even the level we, level we play at, there's certain courses that just fit your eye and obviously fit your game, and it's, it's more of a mental thing than it really is the actual physical course. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that that does play a factor in my mind. And that you see that with certain tour stops where, you know, Zach Johnson, John Deere is going to be in the top 10. It's just a guarantee every time. Stricker's going to as well. And there's certain courses that, you know, that fit your eye, that fit your confidence. But I just, like I said, I just don't think something happened 15 years, 14 years ago really has a major effect on this. But I yeah, think I, I get it. I, I, I get the point. I was going to, so by the way, the John Deere is the, is the, like the, um, you know, patient zero for that, right? I mean, isn't it like the golf course that I feel like the same guys play well every year? Like, I don't know of another golf tournament. You know, it's like Stricker, Zach Johnson. Like, who, like I mean, I really do. It's like every year they're like, they're, if they're not winning, they're in the mix, you know? Well, I think that may have more to do with the fact that it's one of the weakest fields, uh, yeah. you know, of, of the entire tour. And just those two guys headline it. There's no one else off the top of my head in the top 20 that plays out there. Louis Ustazen plays out there for some reason. I forget why. Do we still consider him? No, no. Can I, can I retract <laughs> that? I don't know. I, it seems like he never falls in the world rankings, but I, I, he probably has now. I don't. He's one of those guys I feel like he, he, he sits out a year and he's still ranked 25th in the world, but I have no idea what he's ranked now. But um, Yeah, so here's Ustazen here's this year. I think he has one top five. Yeah, one top five, and that's crazy. I mean, I feel like he's always one of those guys that we always thought was gonna were gonna be, you know, incredible. One top five, crazy. It's the I mean, health it's injury, right? or whatever. It's gotta but, be the health, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it must, must be. You know, I, okay. We're, since we're kind of talking names of people that you like or don't like, I have to ask. I mean, is there any chance that Phil Mickelson has like a great week again after that? I mean, I feel like he of all people 
can ride that one round confidence and like jump back into it and go, Oh, I'm great again. I mean, I, I just, for some reason, his name is not being thrown around a lot. And you know, that final round, it's weird what one round can do for some of these guys. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. And I'm not a huge, I'm kind of an outlier with, with us knowing up guys. I'm not a huge Phil believer. Uh, our guy, Phil is the biggest Nicholson fan you can imagine. And he, he'll, he'll ride with them through the gates of hell. But I, I, I thought the exact same thing, and I went to go check the odds thinking, you know, we'll get some value out of Phil. No one's really talking about him, maybe 35 to 1, 40 to 1. He's 20 to 1. He's like the third yeah, exactly. favorite on the board. Like, he's, he's not slipping <laughs> by anybody. And I, I was hoping, you know, if Tiger's on the board, maybe that distracts the bookmakers a little bit and it gives them nice odds. But 20 to 1, I, I, I don't love him there, but I, I have no problem uh, with anyone supporting Nicholson this week. I, I no idea about his history of Valhalla, but uh, I have no reason to believe that he would. It, it's, it's generous off the tee. He, he's got to love that. And yeah, he can he can hit that he can hit that cut. I mean, um, you know, he hits it hard, he hits it far, he hits it high. I, I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, I think I think Phil's had a really weird year, but um, I just think you know we've seen him you know change seasons because of one small thing. I mean, I thought the Scottish Open. Granted, he won the Scottish Open, but you know that that was. That was a game changer for him, and he kind of turned it around. And then, of course, he wins the British Open, which the British, the Phil British Open win should be the um, the best example of us not looking at old courses and how people play. Right. Because it'd yeah. be like how he won that tournament. I mean, he, he just never played well in that thing. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, all I ask for this week is that just please, for the love of everything, at least be exciting on Sunday. You know, I, that's yeah. all, I don't even care who it is. It could be Sean McKeel and Chad Campbell. I don't care. I just would like to see a putt on 18. Just it matter. Just matter even a little bit. Well, this is this is the last chance we'll have for Lucas Glover, Stuart Sink, and Y.E. Yang to get that legendary battle we've all been waiting for on a Masters on a on a major championship <laughs> they, Sunday. So, are they paired together? I actually don't even see Lucas Glover listed on the odds. Maybe he's not. Yeah, in he the can't deal. be in there. He can't be well, in there, right? Be. I mean, I mean. You get five full year exemptions from. Um, well, I guess is it five five years from your major championship? Is he won the '09 no, U.S. Right. Open? Yeah, he should be. He should be in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, this is so weird. We're talking about Lucas Glover, so we should probably change the subject. And people, <laughs> anybody who was listening, just turned the thing off. <laughs> so I love that. I mean, the the the, the uh, Lucas Glover, Stuart Sing, Y. Yang farewell tour. This is the, the last stop of the farewell <laughs> tour. Um, all right, let's slide over to another huge. This is a ridiculous week in news. For a year that we've had nothing going on, to have this Tiger Tiger stuff happen, the Bridgestone, and then Dustin Johnson, just backbreaking news for the U.S. Ryder Cup team and just in general for U.S. golf. What did you think about how the PGA handled it and what, in general their their policy on suspension? Do you care? <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of have to say I do care, but I mean, I don't know. I, I just you know, it's not its not something that ever really – I mean, I'm not one of those guys that gets riled up by that kind of stuff. You know, like if they want to keep stuff silent, keep it silent. If they want to say it, say it. You know, it's its such a weird thing to talk about, you know, a guy getting suspended for doing whatever he did. You know, it, it's such a weird and, and strange thing, especially in golf, that I don't know. You know, I mean, is it? Do, do I think they probably should divulge some information on it just to clear some stuff up? You know, because, I mean, really it just makes both parties kind of look bad if nobody really knows what's going on. But – um, yeah, you're right. It's been such a weird week in golf. You know that a guy shot 59 on the Canadian Tour, hold a wedge out, his second shot to shoot 59. Nobody talked about it. Do you know that Jason Duffner 
Jameis Tuttleway, mid-round. <laughs> it's a ridiculous story. About it. There was a fight. There was a caddy player fight on the web.com tour, and nobody talked. Like if I that don't know stuff that happened one. on any other. Yeah, if that stuff had happened on any other week, it would literally be like the top golf story for sure. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the Destin stuff's just weird. I mean, it's you know, it's unfortunate and it's a bummer. And I mean, you know, I think like you said. It's a it's a big hit to the Ryder Cup team, and it's you know I mean granted from our like you know from our selfish perspective, but uh, you know obviously the dude's been going through some stuff. I mean you know he he'd always had these weird injury stuff. The jet ski thing was one of the weirdest excuses I've ever heard in my entire life for anything. No, that was just for for golf. Was um, the worst kept secret on so, tour that he was suspended. For yeah, that, that Masters. Exactly, but you know I mean it's I think you know the the PG. I thought it was. The only thing of all the stuff that I thought was weird that the PGA Tour came out after they said they don't comment on stuff and said, well, we didn't suspend them. And you're like, well, then you just comment. You know, it's like you commented a little bit. I, I, yeah. I, they should have just said anything, in my opinion. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, well, I, was, I hate talking about drug stuff because it's like, you know, it's just like such an uncomfortable and weird situation. Yeah. Like, like, what do you say about it? You know, like, what, what, is, what are you supposed to say about it that, it that kind of, like, softens the story, I guess? Yeah, I, I think going back to what you're saying about their their commenting on the suspension, I think they they basically got off on a technicality, right? I mean, I read somewhere where he can base his suspension gets limited to six months if he goes to rehab. Basically, if you voluntarily go to rehab, you're limited to six months rather than being suspended a year. So technically, he vol he volunteered that, right? And so they didn't technically suspend him. Is what I guess the, guess the PGA Tour is saying. But basically, right. okay. he got caught on a drug test and he's basically suspended by the tour. That's what that's what it comes down to. Um but I, I if you're I hope you're ready. This is a scalding hot take on this issue. Oh here we go. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm completely separate from drugs. I gotta hit record. Hold on, I gotta hit record. Go ahead. <laughs> I think something like this and this kind of transitions to what I want to kinda of talk about next. It it I'm careful to say this because don't take this the wrong way. It's kind of good for the game in the fact that it's going to draw some eyeballs and some attention. Like, what does the NFL do better than any other league? And it's stay on, stay in the headlines, stay on the on the bottom ticker on ESPN. Granted, I mean ESPN is the one promoting the crap out of the NFL, but I, for once I saw golf on the bottom ticker. Granted, it was for bad things, but we've had a brutal year in ratings. Just a brutal year. Momentum of golf seems to be going the wrong way. Uh, whether that's narrative or, or fact, something like this is going to draw some attention to the game. At least when DJ comes back, there's going to be a whole lot of media attention on him. There's going to be, I'd say, more shots of his televised and maybe drawing more eyeballs. Somebody that's a little, somebody that wouldn't normally be watching golf is kind of like, well, there's this storyline. There's this. It, it feels like there's some. There was a ton of buzz about this. I mean, people that I don't, I don't usually talk about golf with. Uh, were texting me and you know talking to me in the office about about Dustin Johnson's suspension. I felt like it was for once golf kind of branched out from its little niche and was kind of in the mainstream. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get the point. I mean, I, I I I do hate like you know I mean, and this is so weird that it kind of correlates, but you know, like the Paulina Golf Digest head cover thing. Like you know, I I try to give it as little amount of coverage on my end as possible because I just don't care. You know, right. do I think that it's ridiculous and that it meant nothing to do with golf and that that that, that magazine was was kind of like you know you know made to to grab eyeballs, which in general, which in in essence is a business, absolutely. But you know, I just don't want to sit there and spend a whole bunch of my time talking about it um, because to me, like you know, my job is to talk golf, right? And I mean, right. you know, and and when you venture away from that stuff, 
you know, not only does it get iffy and stuff, but then you have to watch what you have to say, and you don't want to say this or that and get this. And, you know, I just feel like, yeah, but you're right. I mean, this this will make Dustin Johnson, in a weird way, a more popular topic. Does it make him a more popular yes. golfer? Yeah. But, like, you're right. And when he comes back to tour, that's going to be a story that not just me and you cover, that's going to be a story that, um, you know, publications cover because they're going to say, you know, Dustin's back on tour, what he shoots. When he wins his first tournament, it'll be a big deal. You know, when he finally, if he finally, or when he finally wins a major, this will be part of the story. And, um, you know, people love comeback stories. They love when guys bounce back from stuff. And, you know, I mean, we've seen, I mean, you know, hell, and we saw with Tiger, you know. I mean, you know, Tiger went through a lot of personal stuff, and he won that first tournament. And a lot of people rallied behind him, you know, because, you know, for better or worse, he was a quote-unquote changed man. And, um, you know, this will be kind of a similar situation. It's just, it's again, it's, it's a weird thing to talk about. Um, it does to me. It takes a little bit away from what we have going on right now, which is the Rory thing. I, I think the Rory thing is. I think Rory has really suffered from a lot of this stuff that's happened. I mean, I think the DJ, DJ thing and the Tiger thing have really kind of taken away from the fact that I think it was what is the first time since '09 that somebody won back-to-back tournaments. I mean, you know, that's five years. That's a long time. So, uh, you know, he wins his first WGC event. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of stuff going on to me with golf and and, and when like, you know, once you kind of get your point out about the Dustin thing, I, I just I I want to I want to wait and see what happens kind of when he comes back, which means you know we'll have to wait six months to really see you know how he how he is next time we really kind of see him in the spotlight. Right. No, I, I think the t- the timing isn't like this is kind of the, the kind of story we needed at the beginning of the year or while Tiger was hurt. You know, there wasn't right, much going right. on in golf right now. A lot seems to be happening. Rory, like you said, Rory just won a major and he just won a WGC. We're primed for a, I think. A lot of storylines, a lot going on for this PGA Championship. I'm ecstatic about this this tournament. Um, so the timing of it's not the best, but I just feel like overall, you know, and what I want to talk about next was overall, you know, with the state of the game, what do you think, what would you recommend to the PGA Tour to promote the game, to make the game more mainstream and not just be, you know, a golf channel event? Well, you know, there's a huge group out there of people that golf, but they don't really care about the PGA Tour. You know, it's funny. I, I never really realized this, and I feel like it's all kind of hit me the last year. Um, I always thought golf fans like golfers, right, and the golf like the PGA Tour and stuff. But it's really not the case. You know, there's a, there's 20 million golfers in the country, and, you know, a lot of those people don't give a, a shit about Roy McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, or anything. I mean, they just want to go play golf. And um, I don't know if you give those people more of a voice or if you – you know, if you show that kind of stuff more, I don't even know how you do it. But, um, you know, to me, uh, you know, we are so in the PGA Tour circle in a, in a sense that, you know, we kind of forget about all those golfers out there that don't care about, you know, what's on TV or how these guys are playing. They just want to play golf. They want to get better. They want to go hack around with their friends. They want to have a couple of beers. Um, you know, so I don't really know. I don't, I don't know what the PGA Tour could do um, to enhance golf courses that, that anybody can play. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, is, is it, to, is it to, to, to kind of, like, curve the divide between, you know, the elitist golf, you know, the, the elitist golfer, the guy that makes millions upon millions a year and is a member of three clubs compared to the guy that pays 25 bucks, you know, for nine holes in a hot dog? I, I don't know. And I, I just – there's got to be a level of, of meshing those somehow if you're going to bring more eyeballs because I really do think that there's, there's a majority – I do think majority. I think there's a majority of golfers that – um, or taking up the game that don't really care to watch, you know, what these guys are doing on TV week in and week out. Yeah, that's kind of, I guess, kind of my point, though, is, like, what what can, 
there's a lot of golfers that don't I can, I can have a conversation at a golf course about PGA Tour and people don't know what I'm talking about because people just aren't tuning in as much. And like one thing that is kind of getting to me that annoys me is when I'm watching the Golf Channel, right? Why do I need to see at every commercial break a commercial about the PGA Tour? All right, you've got me. All right, I'm watching your product on TV <laughs> right now. Why do I need to see a commercial where they keep saying this guy, this guy, this guy is going to party on one of these things? This guy's a superhero. It's like you're not promoting your guys. A, if you're not saying their names and making them household names, and it's in front of people that already know what you're talking about and already know these guys. And I don't need to become more familiar with the fact that Ricky Fowler rides a, a motocross bike or whatever. Like those kind of. He, why, wait why a minute. They, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He. He likes motocross. Ricky Fowler does. I've heard that. You know, I've heard that reported. That's in not a, that's that's. Yeah, I'm gonna. I need to Google this. This is that's an this that's is an groundbreaking. That's exclusive. Ground, <laughs> groundbreaking stuff. That's so weird. I, yeah, I never have ever heard or seen anything about that. Um, here's, the, here's what yeah. tops it off too. When I go to pgatour.com, like I'm, I get a commercial for the PGA Tour. It's like before I watch an ad. I'm like, why do I? I don't need to see that. I'm on your site. I'm already at your site. I don't need a commercial for PGATour.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, you know, I mean, they, they're, you know, they're just trying to promote. I mean, I, I understand the, the business side of it. I mean, I, trust me, there's a lot of business side stuff that, that, that isn't exactly ideal, and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't do it if it didn't pay the bills. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, like, to me, golf just has to reach somehow, and, again, I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure this out, but, you know, golf has got to reach uh, the, the group that, like you said, doesn't care about – any of these guys out there, you know, and, and it's or or make them more appealing in a, in a real way. I mean, we're sitting here joking about the thing, you know. I, I love it. It's you know, he likes to work out, and you're like, well, he's an athlete. Of course, <laughs> he likes to work. He's a professional athlete. Like, if he didn't like to work out, that'd be weird. That'd be the weird story, you know. That's why that's that's the Boo Weekly story or the uh, you know, you know, the whatever Bubba story or something. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't I I honestly don't know, and, and I totally get your point on it. And, and I and I, I think that you know it does it does get a little you know it gets repetitive when you get the stuff kind of thrown in your face a lot. But um, and you know there's a lot of people trying to do this. I mean I think you know stuff like Top Golf is great, and I mean mm-hmm. I think Top Golf could eventually possibly maybe have a show or something. I mean you know you know it, it, Top Golf. I think I said this saw something. It was like seventy or eighty percent of the people that go there don't golf regularly. You know and I and I think that's something. Um, you know so maybe there you run your PJ tour ads of those TVs. Maybe you, you call top golf and go, we want to sponsor, you know, all your stuff for a month. And, and, and like you said, not just say this guy likes this, but say Ricky Fowler likes this. And then maybe, you know, they'll be 10 guys that go, well, this guy looks cool. Maybe I should see what he's about, you know? So uh, maybe you do go to these places, these niche areas and you say, um, you know, you know, what are, what are you not liking about the tour and how can we change it? Because, um, I mean, watching those guys play, if you like golf, is really, really fun. I just yeah. – I think you have to get them in the door, you know. So, um, I, I, I'll tell you this. I think there's a lot of things I, – I, I've seen a lot of the reports on, you know, the demise of golf and all that stuff, and then I saw the Bam, the Bomberger thing on SI about, you know, or maybe it was on Golf Digest about, um, you know, how it's not, it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. I, I just um, – you know, to me, there's a couple of factors. One, it hasn't been exciting this year. You know, numbers are down because the majors have been – They've been snoozers. I mean, they really have. And, and you know, when you get a good major, it doesn't have to be Tiger Woods versus Phil. It can be Tiger Woods versus Bob May. I mean, you know, I, re- I was rewatching that thing today. I mean, that's one of the best majors ever. It doesn't really matter 
who the guy is if, if, if the product's great. And so, you know, if this week I really think if, if this is a good major with good names and all that stuff and it's really exciting, I think the numbers will be way higher than people think they'll be without Tiger around or without Tiger being a factor. It's just, um, you know, you've got to find a way to kind of make these people, I guess, relate a little bit more to these pro golfers because, frankly, it's hard for me and you to relate to them. I mean, you know, these are guys that are putting up ridiculous scores and, and like you said, flying around in private jets and obviously advertising that kind of stuff on their collars. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually like that top golf idea a lot, like a commercial where, you know, show people on a Sunday with, you know, watching the golf on TV at his bar while, you know, while also hitting shots. I think that's like something like that, showing that golf is, you know, fun and the tour is fun. But I feel like the big the big thing that needs to happen is to, to dominate social media. Like, I would have never heard of Sharknado if it wasn't for Twitter. I mean, I'm, I probably spend <laughs> more time on Twitter than a lot of people do, but, like, I'll see, like, you or someone else, a lot of other people tweeting about tennis during a major or whatever, and that, that will kind of encourage me to want to watch it. If I'm seeing ten different people tweet about an event I'm not watching, I feel like I'm missing out on something. And that's where I feel like there needs to be, and I don't know how the tour would do this, there needs to be a bigger presence of social media and make people feel like there's something they're missing out on if they're not tuned in at all. But maybe they're yeah, not. The it, maybe we're the only ones that care, so. There, there need, I've said this for a while. There needs to be a Twitter open. There needs to be a golf tournament sponsored by Twitter and a guy's tweet for, while they're playing. You know, Bubba <laughs> did it when he shot 58. He was tweeting from Estancia, and people were loving it, you know, because, I mean, he was, like, giving live play-by-play, and he was talking about how he was feeling and stuff. And, um, and you know, you, you could do something like that. I mean, I mean, give, give, him, a, give him an insight, a, a real insight to what it's like, you know, and uh, and, uh so I mean, much I, I, So I think, much pressure for me to make a Ted Scott joke right now, but continue. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I feel like there's a way better chance that the LPGA would pick that up because they do seem to be a little bit more, you know, you know, uh, welcoming and that kind of stuff. But um, and, and you know, that's the big bummer. I feel like the LPGA still doesn't get enough credit for how good of a season it's been with them. And uh, yep. you know, people go, and it's women's golf. I mean, it's it's as fun to watch when it's good as, as the PGA Tour, I believe. I mean, at least it's a little bit more relatable. I mean, you know, you know, you're you're not out there averaging three thirty three off the tee like Rory this week, but um, yeah, I, I, I get your point. And I mean, maybe, maybe I'm like you said, maybe do some social media takeover stuff where you, you really get people engaged, but you know, sports are hard because, you know, people get really into sports on Twitter and it's that must, I must flip it over and watch this when it's good, you know, when it's, when, when it's not good, yeah. you know, I'm not sitting there on Twitter spending, you know, an hour and a half, you know, raving about this John Isner match when he's winning in straight sets in the second round of Wimbledon. I mean, you know, that's not the stuff. But when it's a five-setter between two big names, you know, you're going to see it. Everybody kind of come together. And, um, you know, I, I was hoping that would kind of happen with Sergio and Rory. And, you know, it just, I mean, Sergio just, you know, didn't quite, you know, kind of push. If, if Sergio would have made a couple birdies early on the back, uh, you know, we would have had a chance to really have, look at these guys. They're going back and forth. But, like I said, I just, I, I really can't remember a tournament this year with names that have done that. I mean, is there one that I'm forgetting? No. Uh, Adam Scott, Duffner at Colonial. I mean, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Is that bad? The Colonial? I mean, I, I, they went to a playoff. That was awesome. That's about it, though. No, I, no I'm with you. Who is, it at, who is Adam Scott and who? Duffner in the playoff at the Colonial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Duffner. Um, no. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that was fun. That was exciting. I agree with you. It just... It, yeah, I, mean, no, I agree. They, 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 at some point, they have to create some of the drama themselves. It hasn't really been there this year. I'm, I'm with you. I, but I just feel like... You know, when I mention a tournament, even to a golfer, like, I'm like, oh, I'm going home for the Memorial Tournament. Like, oh, what's that? Is that 
tennis? I'm like, no, it's a golf tournament. Like, you should know this. Come on. Like, um, all right. So that's enough about that. I'm sorry I bored you with that, probably. But um, all right. So we're assuming that uh, let's say that the Ryder Cup standings stay the way they are. Now, you oh, know, God. you probably don't. Ha- you probably don't have them in front of you. Uh, I, I was chalkiest subject. I, I know chalkiest subject. I already. I already quickly, looked at them today. Quickly, who are your three captains' picks? Um, I mean, I think he's got it. So, so who's who's not out right now? It's uh, it, it's um, Reed's in, right? Reed, Duffner, and Johnson are the last three in, and then it goes Phil, Keegan, Brendan Todd, Ryan Moore, Chris Kirk, Webb Simpson, Harris English. Okay, here's who I think is going to get picked. I think it'll be if it stayed like this right now. I think he'd pick Phil Keegan and Brandon Snedeker. Um, wow, that's, that's who okay. I think. Now, now I think that I mean I do believe obviously I think there'll be some change. I think Keegan has a chance to play well this week. Um, as do I think Phil. So I mean I could see them leapfrogging as well. Um, I mean you, you just with this team. I mean you and I have had a lot of fun with this on Twitter because we think it's really funny because it really does look like we're going to get beat. My, my dad said today he goes. What's the most you can get beat by? <laughs> it's like, and you don't hear that's what he said on the phone. He was easy. He's like, this thing is done. I, I just, you know, I mean, Brennan Todd played great this year. Way to go. You, you know, you, you've won. You're awesome. But I just don't think you can take a flyer with the team that they've got to play against. I think you've got to go with a little bit of experience. Um, I could see people throw a web in there. That's not a big deal for me. I'd be okay with that. I, I would rather have, um, you know, somebody like Snedeker, who I, I really do think when he's quick, he can make putts. But, um, I don't. I don't see how you can leave Phil and Keegan out. I really don't. No, I don't either. I think that the Phil and Keegan are locks. I'm just assuming they're locks. But that 12th spot, I honestly have no idea what he would do. You just surprised me with Snedeker. He, I hadn't even thought about Snedeker. He, he's. But here's the issue, and, and this goes back to something I, I was. I was actually. I was talking to my dad about this earlier today. Um, is there is there an issue with being a little too close in the sense of? you know, sharing sponsors, sharing all this stuff. Because I feel like Snedeker and Tom Watson are a little like that. And Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And, that, and, that's, and, and I, I've heard him mention it. He likes them. Um, and I get that you're going to pick guys you like at the end of the day, especially if you're a captain and it's your team. But, um, you know, I just think sometimes it's a, you know, you, you have the same sponsors. There's a correlation there. You, you go, yeah, you know, if I'm going to lean on this one and this one, I might go this way. And uh, and you know you wonder if if that's a, you know if if that's too much of a factor. It's got to add some pressure to the decision, I would think. I mean, I had, granted, I had not thought about this at all until you just said that. Um, but it, I, what do you think? How important is experience in a Ryder Cup? Because I'm looking. What I, the instinct is to say a lot, you know. But I'm looking at is is experience with a bad record better than somebody that has been there before? Like, all right, so yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good point. But didn't I mean? Didn't last? Didn't the last Ryder Cup like? Didn't Duffner and Zach Johnson and these guys like? Didn't Duffner play well? And uh, I feel like a couple of the rookie guys played fine. I know I know Spieth didn't play great last year at the Presidents Cup, but um, I feel like some of these guys in the last Ryder Cup before they tanked on Sunday were rookies and played really well. Yeah, I think. But again, this is like there's so little to draw off of as far as a sample size to really draw a conclusion. But like. I look at that and I think that was at Medina in a home course, home field advantage. Like, do I want to right. send Chris Kirk across, you know, to go right. play in front Absolutely. of a hostile European team? Like, that's never been in that kind of pressure situation before. It's like on the road, do you feel like experience outweighs somebody that may be hotter or, or something along those lines? Actually, I'm looking at 
I did. I forgot I did this back in January. I pulled up the records of uh, of like of rookies in the Ryder Cup, and you're right. Duffner was three and one, Keegan was three and one, Webb was two and two, and Snez was one and two uh, at the last Ryder Cup. But in 2010, I know that was uh, obviously in Europe. With Bubba, DJ, Jeff Overton, Matt Kuchar, and Ricky Fowler were all rookies, and none of them had a, a winning record. Did, it, did, did anybody? Nah, <laughs> that had? was close. That was close in 2010, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you're you're right on the, the yeah. Overton and Bubba play together like every round, right? Man, that's so weird. It's really funny when you post those pictures of those teams from like, like ten years ago, oh, and you're like, Wait, oh, who, six. who are these? Oh my god, who are these oh, people god. on the team? Oh like, what God, are they doing so bad. That picture that I, I tweeted last week was like, that was the face of American golf in 2006. Yeah, I know. It How crazy Stuart is that? Stuart Sink, Vaughn Taylor, J.J. Henry, and I mean, who was the last? Gobber Plank. Vaughn Taylor. I mean, oh Vaughn Taylor. <laughs> I, I'm never giving up hope. I'm, 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 giving, I'm never giving up hope for a Shane Bacon Ryder Cup back. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I mean... Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I'll say this. I do think experience is overrated a lot of the time. Um, but, you know, when you've, got, when you've done this, you've gone in the team rooms and all that stuff. And I also think there's something, that, you know, when I, and I mentioned this earlier about the Ryder Cup, the European guys, is there's something about, you know, the familiar faces every time. You know, and I, and I think that's what, I think Rory's point got taken the wrong way about, you know, adding, like, longer. But, you know, I think the point is, you know, we've done this before. We we know the team. We know these guys. Like, we know who plays like what, and we know who wants to do this. And, and I think there's something about the fact that the Ryder Cup team is very similar a lot of the time. And, um, you know, that's one of the things. Like, that's why I'd want, you know, Phil, Keegan, Sned. Like, I think some other guys should get a chance to play. But, you know, I almost feel like if you're a rookie, you've got to play your way on there because I, I, yeah. just, I find it hard, for, especially an old guy. I mean, the older you get, the more – you know, the, the least likely you are to just go, well, I'm going to take a flyer on this 21-year-old guy. You know, I, I just – I feel like yeah. you have to go with um, experience and people you know and people you can kind of sort of count on. And um, But you're right. I mean, if you have a really, really shitty record, it's hard to be like, well, you know what, this guy's played in three Ryder Cups. And you'd be like, well, he's won eight and one. And you'd be like, <laughs> you know, who are you? Who could like, you be talking about? Just, you know, I mean – is it right with Shin Schmierick? <laughs> Don't go through the records and find guys that have lost 26 matches. Oh, God, that's depressing. But, I, th- I mean, I think, yeah, once you get past uh, – all right, Phil and Keegan are sitting there at the top two spots, not in, with experience, boom, they're on the team. But after that, I don't think you look at the standings at all, which, I mean, you still surprise me when you say yeah. Snedeker, but, like, uh, are you really going to take Brendan Todd because – he has three yeah, three million whatever, points, yeah. and Ryan Moore has three point two million. Like it doesn't mean anything to me at this point. No, no. I know. I, I mean, and you could re- like honestly, legitimately roll down like, you know, I mean, you could roll down and find guys that have done it before. I mean, in the fifties and sixties. I mean, David Toms was fifty seven. I mean, Stuart Sink's fifty five. There you go. They might recreate this team. Um, I don't see Von Taylor on the list. It's weird. I don't know. I can't believe I can't find him. There's no. I don't see a lot of Von Taylor here. But West That's Roach is. No, Wes Roach is 110th on the Ryder Cup list. Uh, of course, I knew that. I, definitely, I, I definitely scrolled down that far on the Ryder Cup list. Here's our friend JJ Henry at 91st in the top 100, knocking at the top door. Top 100, but knocking he's at the door. He's gonna get in. He, one more, one more good week's all he needs. You know, if he Never gets in that, that, that final, <laughs> if he gets in that final PJ pairing with uh, 
Y E Yang and Lucas Glover. I I like his chances. I mean, I mean, and that's the weird thing is if one of these got points right for this week alone. Uh, more than that, no, no, no. It's well, um, double that. It's it's two points for every dollar you get. So it's three thousand points. No, wait, what is it? It's a thousand points might... for. Freddie Couples one hundred and five. Freddie on the team. Tear Freddie up with 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 Tiger Woods who won't be playing. There that's you just, go. Just... That's just rude to have Chris DeMarco in the standings down there at one eighty eight and dead last. Like just cut it off. Yeah, exactly. He's broadcasting on there. Yeah, cut it off. I'm with you. That's yeah. not nice. <laughs> um, all right. That's what you know. Lately, I've. It's not going to be eighteen and a half, nine and a half, like it was in two thousand six and two thousand four. I, I, I think the U.S. is at extreme disadvantage. It's hot, hot take here. Hot take. Red, red. I, I think I've it's been, not going to be the singing, biggest blowout. Well, I've been singing the swan song for the U.S. for like three months now, so I need to just clarify that I don't think it's going to be a extreme Man. blowout. I, Hi, this is going to be an ESPN headline tomorrow. This is going to be on the ESPN <laughs> golf website first page. Hot take. It will not be the biggest blowout. It's high the biggest blowout in Ryder Cup history. Can you get um, odds on that? Do they do they offer the odds on that? I'm letting it all right. I don't know. All, all I know is I looked on. I looked, and this is obviously we don't we don't really gamble. No, 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 no. We talk about it, and right. we just uh, monopoly money. But um, I did see that Euro to win the PGA this week was even money, and I was like, well, that that's like all the good guys right now. The that's four like the top five in the world are European. Yeah, I mean, you're getting – I mean, you even get, you know, Keimer, who I don't even know if he's going to show up this week. But, um, yeah, that's been yeah, I mean, watch. you just – golly, he's played terrible. I, I'll disappointing. say this. There's a lot of Keimer in me, and I'll and, – and, and this is – let me explain it to you. That's what she said. If I, won, if I won the player championship in the U.S. Open, I would guarantee you that I would check out the rest of the year. I would be <laughs> – I would be flying around. I'd have my buddies at tournaments. We'd rent really awesome houses. Like if I won two of the biggest tournaments, two of the five biggest tournaments in the like in the year, I'd be like, well, I'm I'm done. I mean, I'm done. You know, I'll see yeah. you. Next, I'll see you. No. Um, yeah, Martin, you want you want you want another drink? Yeah, yeah. Put it, pour it right in this trophy. Just pour it right in this. Trophy. When, are, when, are, when is the tea time tomorrow? Oh, it's nine oh seven. I really don't have to be there till eight thirty. You know, I mean, if, if I'm really pushing it, I can get there at eight thirty. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, and that's what's so hard. I mean, that's why you have to give – I mean, and I, I mean, you know, we joke, obviously, and I'm, well, I'm not really joking. That really is how I'd be. But, um, you know, like guys like, like, like Rory right now, I mean, I, I'll tell you, it'd be hard. I mean, you, you did the post to this girl. I mean, that's his life right now. I mean, you know, you've got to really, um, you know, tune out just distraction after distraction from, like, really all – you know, you're really getting bombarded all the way around. Like, you know, it's almost like a um, – the, whatever that War of Worlds game used to play, you know, when you had to build the fortress and stuff. I mean, you're getting people coming at you from every single way, and you've got to be able to not only not fall under that, but, um, you know, stay focused and play well. I mean, it's, it, it'd be, I tell you, it'd be tough for me. I mean, these guys, you know, for being 25 years old and being able to do that is, is pretty impressive. I, I'm going to guess that, that is the, this is the only place you're going to hear a Martin Keimer War of Worlds parallel. Anywhere, <laughs> that's a scalding it's hot. I guess another hot take. Hey, this podcast <laughs> might go viral. Uh, all right, let's get much less serious. The only question we, we get we didn't get very many questions sent in this week, but uh, our buddy Trevor at Tapping Golf sent a great.
rather have to permanently have clown makeup or clown clothes? Well, let me tell you, I, I really went over this one for, for hours last night. I was rolling around in bed. I mean, I think I go clown clothes because here's the thing. Clown clothes, you don't, you're not a look, you don't look like a different person. I mean, mm-hmm. this is really, this is amazing. This is, they should talk about this more. Um, clown makeup, you can't really see what the person looks like, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and plus you get the, you, you know, you, you, people are always, gonna, people are going to be like scared of you. They're gonna, I mean, if you're wearing regular clothes with clown makeup, you look like one of those guys in Dark Knight. I mean, you don't want to do that. So no. I'm going to go clown clothes just because you can always throw the excuse out. I just got off work, and nobody's going to give you any <laughs> shit, right? I mean, that's what you I wouldn't, say, go right? with, I, just, I wouldn't go with that one. I'd go with, like, I lost a bet or something. Like, well, but I, I mean, wouldn't like, act like you're going to buy that. a clown. Yeah, I just would act like I was a clown. I'd be like, man, you're still fighting for Yahoo. You, you, you do that on the side? Like, yeah, well, 